Hey, welcome to the 160th episode of the Sawdust Nation podcast with your hosts, Nap from Nap's Naughty Works, Josh from North Country Woodworking, and myself, Nick, from NPG Creations. Um, a lot's been going on, and uh, I have a lot to talk about. So uh, why don't you guys go through what's in your shops first, and then I'll bring up the rear. Nap, what do you say? I have absolutely nothing. Moving on. No. <laughs> It's been busy, uh, both real life and shop life. I don't get as much time in the shop as I'd like uh, with work and all that stuff like that. But I've been getting home at like, well, the past couple of weeks I got home probably around 6.30 most days because uh, I was the only person like in charge in my shop. So I was pretty much getting railroaded every day by pretty much anybody, anyone and everybody that you could think of as far as your agencies are concerned. Uh, but it's all good because uh, my two counterparts finally uh, came back. So uh, I'm able to kind of breathe a little bit. I've been able to get some stuff done. Uh, I've got a couple small jobs. I finished that uh, tech sergeant release stuff. I uh, got those two. Uh, like, like Honestly, they were easy, so it was like not a problem. Uh, but I had um, one of the chiefs reach out and get like an after-the-fact memento because one of the members did show up and just did an RSVP, so I just got to make one more of those. Tech Sergeant Coaster things that I came up with. Um, it looks like one of the shadow boxes I thought I was making is not going to happen because I saw the person's retirement and they had a shadow box, so that's getting crossed off the list. Thanks for the heads up. Oh, that's a burn. Um, Ain't that a burn? Yeah, no kidding, huh? Oh, a little bit, whatever, man. You know him? I mean... I do. So I'm going to call him and be like, yo, what the, what the hell? You know, but that's another conversation for another day. It's really not that big a deal, honestly, because, you know, I got so much shit going on, stuff going on in real life that uh, shop time is going to dwindle a little more. Uh, eventually, uh, something's going to have to give, especially with uh, upcoming events uh, in the December time frame. Uh, I'll talk a little more on that here in a few. Uh, but... Uh, I'm making my first mallet uh, currently, uh, all off the CNC. Uh, I realized that I messed up and forgot that the wedge that I need to make out of Purple Heart needs to be the same thickness of the uh, the handle. Uh, I guess you call it like the split because it's one of those ones you take a wedge, throw it in there, you hammer it in, a glue hammer, and then it you know spreads it apart, keeps the uh, handle in. Uh, for the patrons, uh, here it is. Uh, it's for show, not for actually hitting because, you know, well, I mean, you could hit something with it. Uh, you probably wouldn't use this on a project, but it's definitely for it going away. Uh, so I got, I honestly don't know what this wood is on the outside. <laughs> I bought a bunch of uh, wood from this guy and he gave me like a random couple live edge pieces. I'm pretty sure this is like elm or canary of some sort. You should, we should take a photo of that, post it on the Southwest Nation podcast page and have someone identify it we'll see if they can because i ain't gonna lie it almost looks maple-ish but then because it's pretty white honestly um i'm interested to see how it finishes if it yellows up or if it stays a little whiter uh i have the walnut and the purple heart uh accent uh and you know just going with you know my traditional i like to just use random pieces of wood to put things together uh i made a mahogany wood uh handle uh all off the cnc so now i'm just waiting for that purple hearts uh piece like i said um, but in the meantime, I'll shape, laser etch the mallet uh, faces, and um, I will get everything sanded nice and smooth. So that way, once I put this together, I can glue it, tap it, you know, oil it up, call it a day, send it on its way. 
Uh, that's due Friday, which I'm actually relatively – I'm a lot further on that than I actually anticipated, uh, which makes me pretty happy. Um, I have my that, – that business's awards packaged up, but uh, we'll say the customer – dad uh decided he wanted to add three more stars as i printed the damn label so i have three stars that are laser etched but i have to you know do the chamfers the spraying of them put the little hangers on the back call it a day um so those will be on their way hopefully like let's say tuesday so thursday uh i have two other projects i have a master instructor badge i got to send to lackland is or not lackland actually he was at lackland one of my old customers but i think he's in uh, he's in Maryland because I did a tech sergeant release thing out of the shape of Maryland. Uh, and if you don't know, Maryland's a very odd shape. So the stripes aren't very large because for what they pay, they got a decent sized plaque, but it's got the Capitol building with um, some stripes, line number, whatever. Uh, those two will be on their way probably tomorrow. So I'll probably package those up right after the podcast just so I can get them the heck out of my house. Um, I have some stuff. Uh, so I was recommended because I made that toolbox pla- uh, like wall-mounted thing a while back. Uh, they gave me two pieces of uh, MHU-83, which is a bomb lift truck, accessories. They go on the forks for a certain load. I'm probably going to make the coin rack with those. I'm not really sure yet. I've told the customer I've got an idea for a design, but it's going to be a second just because of how busy things have been. But the person only PCA'd, yeah. so I can just make it and send it, and they'll give it to them on the back end. So no, no big shakes. Uh, not a huge rush. And then I got, uh, well, so this is an interesting one. This cup or these mugs, very odd shape. Okay. I have to laser etch test one of these with the uh, Maltese cross for here at Minot uh, and possibly doing them as going away slash like, I don't know, PCAs for the members there in the firehouse. So 50 of these, if this turns out okay, and go from there. I have a mug headed from Korea. The person ordered an Amazon to send it to the house. So I'll go ahead and uh, laser etch that and send it on its way. Uh, that's going to happen. And then, uh, yeah. And then as far as like real life is concerned. Uh, so I was le- legitimately like the flight chief, like not typically held by uh, a rank above me. Uh, I ended up playing that job plus my maintenance job, plus the support job. Cause that guy was gone too. And then, you know, just all the other odds and ends. Uh, I learned really quick that I have boundaries still, even though uh, I'm in that top tier. Uh, I realized real fast, I'm not supposed to do certain things. Nothing bad. Uh, let's just say I reached out to some people to figure out if my dude had an assignment since he had something pending for like weeks. And uh, we'll just say that my 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 boss was not, he wasn't like mad, but he wasn't thrilled either. He's like, yeah, next time, how much you let me know you're doing that? I'm like, but you told that guy he could do it. So why couldn't I do it? Either way. At the end of the day, I got the answer I wanted. And they say, you know, if you're not getting yelled at, you're not doing your job. Uh, well, I guess sometimes that's the case. Other times it's like if you're getting yelled at, you probably aren't doing your job. Better to ask for forgiveness yeah. than for permission. Yeah. So I did find out the answer from my member, and they're extremely happy. Uh, so there's that. Uh, so I don't remember if I mentioned this or not, uh, previous podcast. So August 1st, so in like two weeks, I find out if I'm having a boy or a girl. Uh, yeah, you heard me right. I'm having another child. No, it's probably not going to be a boy. This one's kicking Sarah's butt, man. I'm pretty sure this is a girl. And if it is, well, I'm screwed. Uh, but when I say like things got to kind of, I don't know, calm down, I think when I have uh, this next child, something's going to have to go or at least take a pause for a minute. So there might be a moment 
uh, Josh and Nick, where I might have to step away for a moment just because I don't know what that's going to look like. New baby. I got a son who's going to be going to kindergarten. He's going to be doing you know his sports and things. I don't know what that's going to look like. I really don't. Uh, I know the shop life's going to pause. Not hard, but I'm going to probably not take as many jobs because I'll have something more important to do. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens uh, with all of that. But in the meantime, tomorrow is a weird day because um, I'm going to a board tomorrow for an award. I'm not too excited. I hate sitting in front of people and talking about things, especially when you don't know what it's going to be about. So interesting. Wish me luck. We'll see what happens. All right. That's what I got going on in the shop. What's going on in real life? Uh, Josh, what you got, man? So I've been spending a lot of time over at Ben's house doing uh, some work with him. We got his laser lifted a good nine inches uh, off the ground. Uh, so now he can actually utilize it by having to bend over um, and hurt his back or, you know, hit his head, what have you. So we got that on a platform, nice and sturdy for him. And we set up a um, clamp rack, a couple gals clamps on one wall, started organizing the shop. We taught him a whole bunch of laser, laser stuff. Um, got him pretty set up pretty well over there. He helped me with a class project. Um, so we 3D carved uh, our occupational badge and then um, set that up with some acrylic. And uh, basically, we'll be, be sending that tomorrow during our graduation. And then I'll be off back home uh, right after. Probably going to leave right th- from there. So that I'm basically wrapping everything up. I'm actually packing everything up tonight as much as I can. So tomorrow I can basically check out, go to class, get my certificate, and then start heading home. Um, it's been a great time here. Uh, nice hanging out with Ben, helping him out. I got to go see Ducky today. We went. Down, I went down there and uh, got to meet his two pups. Um, we worked on his CNC and spindle. Um, there's some coding issues he's having. Um, didn't really get too far as far as helping him fix it. But we definitely narrowed down what he actually needs. And he's in talks with Daniel's team right now to try to get that fixed. Um, but, man, he has a beautiful shop. Well laid out. Has a pow- has all the power gas for um, land, everything. I just And his wife, it's just an amazing time down there. Walked away with some canned goods and uh, full stomach. So um, I can't complain. It was a good time. So thank you, Ducky. It was definitely uh, worthwhile driving down. Um I tried to meet up with as much people as I can. So I met with Stan, Ben, Ducky. I didn't get to go see Joey, unfortunately. Um, he was just too, a little too far over and some other makers I wanted to go see. But, you know, it's been good. Um, I, I can't ask for a better time. I, I think both spent, I got to meet with the community of woodworkers down here, give them a hand of where I could and, uh, you know, keep busy. So I got some woodworking in. Like I said, I did a project for the uh, class graduation um and i couldn't have done it without ben um it was an 18 hour carve and then on top of that um i taught him some acrylic techniques that i know and uh yeah it turned out pretty good you'll be seeing a reel at some uh, point in time about that you'll be seeing a reel about ducky shop <laughs> and me calling him out as the lucky guy he is and then um it was nice because i actually got to see like some of the stuff he's won and whatnot including the capital uh, level he got in the mail. And that was on uh, his uh, cabinet. And uh, I don't know. It was, it was just nice. I like seeing other people's shops helps, you know, visualize what I would like my shop to be eventually when I have enough room to lay things out. So it's a good way to help visualize that itself. And then um, 
on top of that, you know, it, it helped me keep busy. So uh, socializing and whatnot, we did things with the class and one, but I, I like woodworking and talking to other woodworkers and seeing what they're up to and the different techniques. You always learn something from that. So it's much appreciated. Thank you everyone for, you know, hosting me and being able to get in there and, uh, you know, play around with some tools and some wood. Um, and then on top of that, you know, um, what else did I have? I'm graduating, like I said, tomorrow and I'll be driving. Um, and then the next episode, I should be on the road again. And that's the final move. So I think August 1st is our next episode on here. And uh, I'll actually be on the road to Illinois at that point in time. Noise. So we're going to be going uh, hitting the road pretty hard here quick with the whole family. Um, got, I don't know, four or five days to pack up the house and get cleaned and get out of there. Um, it's going to be busy, but uh, you know what? I got family coming down. It's going to be a team effort and we're going to get it done, taken care of. So, um, other than that, I have a lot of stuff going on on the military side. Um, some good, some bad, but you know, it all happens at once, it seems. But that's about it. Happens in threes, Josh. Happens in threes. Always does. It, it, it does. It always happens in threes. Uh, but you know what? got to take it with a grain of salt, fix one issue, move on to the next. Yeah. It's the only thing you can do. So with that, let's kick it over to Nick and see what he's been real, up to the last couple of weeks. Real, real quick sidebar. I'm harnessing my inner Nick right now. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ask me. Uh, 17 inch two horsepower bandsaw 40th anniversary edition grizzly and uh, I said oh that would be pretty awesome he goes so freaking tempting and it's in a good value right now I sent him the Count Dooku do it so wait for, it's way for him to tell me he bought the damn thing <laughs> but anyway sorry sidebar no it's all good are you guys ready well, yeah it's on you now no, so I, um, yeah, I finished a two foot by four foot shadow box for a colonel that retired today. And the thing had to wait a ton. It, no, honestly it did not. It, I, I made sure that I took measures to make sure it did not weigh a ton. Um, so one of which was the backer is quarter inch ply instead of half inch. That, 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 that actually worked out pretty that good. That takes away a lot of the weight. And then as well as um, I planed a lot of the boards down thinner than I would normally. Because I knew I knew this thing was going to weigh probably over 50 pounds. Just because the guy had a ton of stuff to put in there too. Like a ton of stuff. <clears throat> I haven't posted Did you mount co- coins and coins. stuff too? Or? I had, he had a whole board, uh, like a, a plank that where I routed out. Uh, or I had uh, lasered out circles for the coin to get inlaid into. Mm-hmm. And it, it spanned across the entire bottom of the board or uh, bottom of the shadow box. So I knew it was going to be heavy. And I used, I used half inch, I used quarter inch plexiglass for it as well. It's because of the, the, the amount of uh, the gap with no no support. Well, the width the width of it alone. If it was to just stand up, it would sag, or it would like you know. I I just didn't want it to get like eighth inch is good for for shadow boxes that are regular size, but I want to go. I'll go quarter inch or uh, um, just thicker than eighth inch when I'm doing huge projects like that. The last thing I need, and you got that from Maker Maker Stock, right? Uh, well, there's a story about that. So 
I was finishing the thing up the night before. Uh, I was going to drop it off the next day. And I went to go spray um, Windex on the on the glass to just clean it off and get it ready to go. And um, instead of my spray bottle of invisible glass, it's a, it's a spray can, I grabbed the liquid adhesive and sprayed it all over the glass. I know. <laughs> I know. So. I mean, you dork. It cost me $100 to get a replacement piece of glass. And the very next day, I had to rip the shadow box apart from the bottom and slide the new glass in. Take the obviously take the old glass out, slide the new glass in, clamp it, get it like get the glue good enough and pin nail it up. And it already had finish on it too. And it was like, here we go. So I dropped it off though. The family loved it. The entire family was at the house. They loved it. And uh, gentleman retired today. And I will post pictures up on my Instagram. But uh, yeah, I I kind of haven't posted it because the guy wanted I want I think I, I wanted him to retire first. But he was a referral from uh, from Mr. Hilt from Hilt Build. Yep, old old chief over here. Yep, it was his old boss. So. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, and he messaged me. He's like, "Hey man, I saw the shadow box." Great job, and I was like, "Yeah, you have no idea how big of a that thing has been." And besides that, the the engineering standpoint of it, like trying to cut out as much weight as possible and still make it be structurally sound, is a difficult thing to do. So, so I have a question for you. You said it's two by four foot, right? Two foot by four foot. Yeah. So, so okay. So you had the tile, correct? No, it's not a. It's it. This is a full bird. It was just a, a rectangle. Oh, okay, okay. So there was no like this wasn't, wasn't like in the shape of a bird. It was no, it was just a. But I did put elements on there. The the gentleman wanted the half Arnold star with the wings, so I used uh, my own tech to cut out um, those those shapes out of different species of wood, and I put it together and I lacquered it, so it looks really nice. And then uh, the whole top. All like all the way across the top, about five inches tall, is a is a piece of cherry wood that has the gentleman's name, rank, and date of service. On the left hand side of that is the half Arnold star. On the right hand side of that is his AFSC badges. So he designed the thing 100% with me on Zoom. Like we were, I was talking to him, whatever, taking his ideas down. I designed everything in Lightburn. I shot him a mock-up of what it would look like or, you know, basically what, what, what it would look like in Lightburn if, if it was built in Lightburn. He approved it, and I built it. So, anyway, well, that, it was a good time. Well, is that job went well? Well, I would say, well, it was it was a success. I did. I don't think I made – like, my profits got, got slashed because of that glass incident. But, I mean, what are you going to do? You're buying thick. I wish plexiglass was cheaper, you know? I had to go to Home Depot. My kids hated me because they were like, why we got to go to Home Depot again? I'm like, shush, get in the car. <laughs> because dad's a moron, that's why. <laughs> that's not all that's been going on in my shop. I've been slowly but surely getting other projects done and out to customers. I made a, like a little med, um, makeup compact with curly maple. It wasn't really a makeup compact. It was just like a foldable gift 
with hinges. Oh, okay. Right? So the top had the logo of the organization on it, and you flip it up, and then the inside was inlaid a coin, and on the lid, it was a was like a quote or something like that that the person wanted. So I made that out of curly maple. They really liked it. So. That's cool. Um, and obviously a few other gifts that I I can't remember at this time. I'm I'm literally just plowing through these things, trying to turn them out as fast as possible, but still maintaining the quality. Uh, I got uh, some things delivered today. I don't know if you guys can see that behind me. I have yeah. a few boxes um, from Onefinity that were on my front porch when I got home from work today. Gotta love wall decor. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so there they are. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and build it on my Avid just so I can at least use the Avid for something useful. And um, I mean, it'd be more useful if you could actually get it to fucking run. I, 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 mean, I, I mean, yeah. To get it to run. But this this will only take like an hour to put, like not even an hour to put this together, right? I'd say, for so for the old Journeyman, it, it, take, it took like 45 to an hour. Yeah. For that one... It's probably going to take you maybe closer, I would say, hour and a half. Because if you don't have the know-how, uh, it's – I mean, it's not hard. There's, it's not like the Avid, but it, it will take a little bit more than what you think. Okay. But but this one has the, the big old uh, controller for it with the touch panel and all that yeah. stuff. So I'm excited to get it out, start rubbing my wiener on it just to claim it. I'm actually taking it to – Austin at the end of August for the work, woodworking convention for, that Daniel has is going to. So uh, I'm saving him the trip of bringing an entire machine with him. So that's going to be fun. But yeah, well, it's not too hard. It's not too hard to obviously you know take with you because we we, we kind of proved that at WorkbenchCon this last year uh, when we literally yeah. took it apart and what the three or four pieces and just loaded it up in the back of his truck. So I mean, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, if anything, I would just hit up Daniel for any kind of advice as far as moving. I mean, he's already done it back and forth. You might have some insight. Well, he's sending me. Um, he is sending me a list of the items that he had put on the CNC machine. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like the add-ons, so that when I do bring it, it will be fully equipped with all the PWN stuff. This way, I can, you know, it'll be just like his machine there, though. You know what I mean? We'll yeah. run carves on it and all that jazz, and it'll be good to go. Hopefully, we'll run carves. I don't know. Like they, it wasn't really that loud, was it? When we were there, no, no. But I, no. I ordered that the last day of Workbench Con. That was March. What is it? Uh, July, April, May, June, July. It took four months to get it. So for any of my customers, well, it was backlogged. For any, and on top of that, I don't think they were shipping at that time for that particular oh, one. Man. They weren't. So I mean, like, I mean, figure a month or two for that, and then backlogged. I mean, it really isn't that too bad. Four months though. So for all you, all my customers who are eager to get their stuff and they keep following me, just you're gonna get your stuff. Okay, it's just a matter of time. I mean, unless you have like a pending retirement or, or PCS, you're going to get your stuff, I promise. Um, and if you order it and then you call me like the next week and say, How the, how's the project coming? I'm going to hang up on you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's it for me, though. 
So I did remember something. Oh, what you got, Josh? No, go ahead. You already started talking. I'll so, go after you. It's okay. Might be. Um, so I did remember something from the shop. I don't know how I forgot this. So last week we had Cody Elkins on the show. And we talked about some of the bits that he sent out. And it's funny because the day when he said, yeah, you should be getting some bits, literally got him the next day. Uh, I deemed this particular bit. I'm hoping this sticks. It's called the Long John. I'm hoping that's what it – I hope that's the name uh, because it is a two-inch Edmill. This thing is a monster. So I was able to – so this guy right here. Yeah, right? So, okay, so when I look at this, okay – I was able to cut, so this was actually not this thick. So this was uh, almost two inches thick when I cut it. Oh, I had to bring it down a little bit to make the width of the hammer a little less bulky. I was able to cut all the way through and still have plenty of room uh, with this, you know, with the spindle chuck and everything like that, uh, or collet rather. And the cool thing about it was, was I was able to run this thing at 150 inches per minute at its first cut with no issues. And that thing was just flying through the wood. Like, and it was just, I don't know, I was just amazed at the chip evacuation. Because remember when he said he cut, like, that little recess? So when it started yep. getting down deep to, like, inch, inch and a quarter. Yeah, I know, right? Getting down deep. Uh, it was, dude, it was throwing chips. Like, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what we want. Because if you're not throwing chips uh, on the, like, inch, inch and a half, two inch, uh, you know, carves, you are going to actually mess up your bit and or the piece because every time that bit is making that profile or whatever the cut is, if you have chips in that in that pathway, it's going to go run, 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 and eventually you're going to build up so much if you don't have evacuation, and it's actually going to bump your piece or bump the bit, and it's not going to it's not going to make a nice cut like you would want. So I can tell you, yeah. he, he's like a mad scientist in that thing in that shop of his, uh, making these awesome bits. So if you're uh, one of the folks that backed him during his um, uh, Kickstarter and you've made it to that level and you've gotten those bits, I'd say you're definitely uh, lucky and fortunate because those things are awesome. They haven't even hit the really hit the wild yet because they're just with the beta testers currently. Uh, we're waiting for the drill mill still, um, but I can tell you I'm excited to see what else he comes up with, uh, but just based on what I've done so far with the bits that he provided. So. Cody, hats off to you, man. Keep doing your thing uh, because you are definitely uh, making a name for yourself and definitely providing a quality product. So I appreciate you. Uh, but anyways, that was my plug for that just because I forgot. I don't know why I forgot about it. I'm tired. But Josh, what did you have, man? I have a couple things. I was waiting to uh, later in the episode to bring up just because they're not necessarily shop talk. But I mean, like um, when I was over at Ben's Beachheim Woodworks, um, he has... His wife don't listen to the podcast, so we're good. But uh, he has a little problem throwing away old bits. And uh, he he brought him a couple bits. And he goes, which one should I use? And he had, like, a brand new one. And he had, like, this old one right next to it. I'm like, of course, use the brand new one. Throw away the old one because the old one's pretty bad. And then I'm like, fine, I'll throw it away for you. Wouldn't you know, instead of throwing it away, I subconsciously put it into my pocket. <laughs> Better yet. Better yet. I get back to the hotel, right? And I tell him the next day, because we were uh, working in the next day together. I told him about this. He starts laughing. And I'm like, it's okay. I threw it away. The maid must have thought I mistakenly threw it away. Because it was by my computer. (laughs) 
I can't get rid of it. <laughs> Yo, it that bed's meant away. for you. It's meant for you. You need to keep that. <laughs> but I can't I can't tell the poor guy, hey, you got to throw away old bits. But I can't throw them away either, apparently. <laughs> so there's that. And then um this last week, you know, my time away from the shop has what family and the shop, but since it's a podcast about woodworking away from the shop has been interesting, right? So I got to experience all the stuff of other people, but my clients have really, I didn't realize like the kind of connection that you build with people, right? So I have my, my uh, logo on the, my truck. I drive around, I do my thing and I've had multiple people reach out to me that apparently have PCS from McGuire asking if I was in Texas all excited so I could start doing projects for him. So I had to break it to him that, you know, I'm not staying here, but I'll be going back and I'll be sitting up in Illinois and that, you know, we'll work on shipping if you'd like to do that. So I might have some jobs down here later on once I get set up. And then a chief from uh, New Jersey reached out. I worked with at some point in time and they want to do a shadow box and work with me in that totally willing to be shipped from Illinois just so I could do it for them. And then one of, I consider a great honor is another woodworker, metal worker reaching out to me, asking for me to do their shadow, not shadow box, but uh, trunk and being expense is not a problem. You know, I want this that, and the other thing, and we're going to go over details and it's going to be, you know, the most Gucci box a truck you're ever going to build. So, I mean, like for not taking orders and being away from the shop, it's been, it's just been a, a great experience for these individuals, you know, them a willing to wait, b you know, willing to have it shipped and c reaching out like they have. Um, so it's, it's been, it's been an interesting week if I, within the last week and a half or so with that. Um, but I do want to bring up a question. I had a situation about with a client and I wanted to see how you guys would handle this. And it's nothing against the guy. Oh, everything. Oh, there is. The <laughs> There's a little bit. Against, There's always something against, against somebody when you ask this stuff. So. I had a client that wanted a last minute project before I left, which I obliged and I got it done and knocked out for him. During that time, he also expressed that he wanted me to redo a plaque that someone did for him because it broke or something similar to that nature. So I wrote the invoice, he paid the invoice and I said, okay, I have everything up to a certain point. I need a certain object from him in order to finish this plaque. Well, I only had maybe a week before I left to come to Texas and I was going to literally be working on it until I left to get this knocked out for him. So I didn't have to worry about it. Well, day of, you know, I call him and I say, look, you know, I'm not gonna be able to finish this before I leave. I'll ship it to you. I just need to get this object so I can make sure it fits correctly. Blah, blah, blah. Calls me up. He's like, yeah, you know what? I actually want to change it. We're going to make it bigger. We're going to do this with it. We're going to do that. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. For now, we're going to leave the invoice the way it is. That is considered that the down payment, you know, make sure you reserve your spot. We'll get all the details. I'll edit it. And then we can make sure that, you know, reflects appropriately and we'll make this for you. Keep in mind, I've already made everything up to a certain point. I'll work with you because you want more. You know what I'm saying? That, that's understandable. 
and he understands that it's going to be like September time frame. He understands that it's, you know, I won't be working on it for a couple months. Um, patience is not a problem, not in a hurry to get this. So when I'm down here, he reached out a couple of times, but he just says, Hey man. And when I get that message, as soon as possible, I try to give them a call and I goes right to voicemail. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe he's doing something. They'll call me back. Never calls back. Then this last week, they reach out and they said, we will, I would like a refund for the plaque I paid for. Um, I no longer require it. So at this point in time, I've made everything but the actual holder for the object that he wants to be on the plaque. Um, I've already you know, put him on the list, essentially, of other people because I have jobs now for when I get settled. And I, I respond to him. I'm like, look, you know, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to get a refund at this point in time. I've already designed. I've already put it together. You know, I've already done basically everything. And you were given the opportunity to deliver the object and finish the plaque before I left. You've already agreed to the obligation of waiting. Like all this has already been done. If you like 50 or was it 50% of uh, the original price as a shop discount or a, you know, money toward another project, I'll be happy to give that to you. Um, I didn't call because, well, three other times I tried to call. I went right to voicemail, directed. So I sent this in a text message. I have not heard back from him. Would you have dealt with this differently? Did I handle this appropriately in your eyes? Or just would you give him the money back and said, you know what? Loss is a loss. Well, I'd say that dude, that dude ain't getting a refund. Sorry. Because at the end of the day, you already started the project. He paid for it. You started. And whatever you made is customized to that customer. Now, mind you, if it was something that is, re, we'll call it re-giftable, okay, or reusable later, okay, you get your money back. Not a big deal. Like if it was like a, re, a promotion release thing, you know, and it was te- and you didn't laser etch anything, anything on it, okay, cool. You get your money back, whatever. But this is customized to that customer. They agreed to the terms and conditions upon the original proof and conversation that you had. He then wanted to make it bigger. That's his own damn fault. At this point, he no, should have realized. Granted, I didn't charge him anything for that. I was going to wait until we got all the details, and I was in a place I could create that. Right, so, right. But no, so, and I get that part. But the original money spent was for the original product you started. You didn't yeah. charge him anymore because you wanted to wait until all the final pieces were done. Okay, cool. Got that. No big shakes there. That's That was good on you. But with the original price of the original custom piece that was asked for, that's already been pretty much made. Sorry, homie. You ain't getting the money back. I've already wasted material. I've already wasted my time. I've already done all the, the programming, all the things. You're you're not even getting a 50% discount on your next piece because you just, one, wasted my time. Two, wasted my material. So, no, you're not getting money back. Sorry. You're, you're just not. So, that that's my take on it. I haven't had to deal with that, fortunately. Um, but if I do, I, I will stand by that. If I started on your project and it's custom, you're not getting your money back. So, well, more so some other details is I had to take patches that he provided and did, you know, as make them into SVGs. Um, and that included, you know, from scratch on this one particular patch, cause you can't, I couldn't find it nowhere. So I, you know, I spent a little time designing on this thing too. And, you know, I'm getting better, but I'm not. You know, I can't do it in 10 minutes 
especially a bad SVG or a bad pitcher. You know what I'm saying? So right. So no, you're running in the wrong here, Josh. I don't think so, Nick. What you got, man? Uh, I guess it depends, really. Uh, it's all relative to who it is, how they you've interacted with them in the past. Are they providing you more business down the line? Like, is it an organization, um, or is it? No, it's not. It's an individual. Yeah. So, without saying like that matters to me. Like, I had Security Forces Center ask for a refund on something that I hadn't made yet, but I still had designed it. But they had they have so many other orders in the queue that it's like, yeah, of course I'll give you a refund, guys. Like. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. It's, my return on investment here is like I don't want to make waves with you because, like, you give me good of business, one thing, right? Yeah, uh, and it's like a hundred and it was like a hundred and sixty bucks, so I'm not too worried about it. it. If it was like a if you ordered a trunk from me, and you know you're paying over a grand for this thing, and now you want a refund, yeah, I'm sorry. It's that's what I'm saying. It's all relative to whatever situation it is, you know. So for your particular situation, I probably would have done exactly what you did. Like, hey, look, I, it's frustrating for me. This is a lose-lose for me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to refund you the money that I didn't use for materials and time. So you can have the whatever's left, which probably not much, but still, you know what I mean? Uh well, in this particular case, it was a, a it was a small plaque. Uh, it was between eighty and a hundred dollars, so it's not that oh, much. Not it was more the point of the fact where I have invoice stating there's going to be delay. I have multiple text messages saying there's going to be delay. Him agreeing upon it, telephone conversations like this isn't something that came out of you know left field where he wasn't aware it was going to take until September. September has been my answer for everything because August. I might, I might have to push some things to September. I thought that was a pretty generous um, answer when I came to most of my clients because that's me basically booking, getting the house set up and the shop set up and getting right to work in the shop. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. I offered, uh, say it was 80 bucks. I can't remember the price, but whatever the price of the plaque is, half that in shop credit. So say it would be $40 within <clears throat> shop credit. If he decides to use it, he decides to use it. I have the plaque. I'll, I could send him the plaque without the knife. I'll just give it away. <laughs> the knife holder um, that he required, um, which this stuff would have took like a couple hours to finish and I could have gave it back to him. It was I was willing to go to the place of work. I was willing to meet. You know, he didn't have to come straight to the house. Um, I gave every opportunity I could. And I even forewarned him, you know, the day prior, the day of. Like, look, this is happening. Um, that that was my frustration. The fact I was, you know, within a couple hours of finishing the project, it was on the client not delivering his half of the uh, material and then um, agreeing to a long-term pause in order for uh, me to finish it out. I think he even offered to ship it free of charge because of the patience he was showing at the time. Uh, I had to look through the conversation. But I thought I was being pretty generous with it. And then, you know, I, I did try to write as professionally as I could and tell them basically this is the terms for um as far as getting any type of conversation back. Yeah. I think you did far I think you did far more than you needed to. Uh I mean it's good business practice, right? Good customer service. 
But in this particular case, based on the interactions that you said you had, and and Nick made a good point, return on investment if it was an organization. But it's a single person, custom plaque for that person. Nick, I think you're nail on the head as far as maybe money back that you didn't use, all like 20 bucks of it. And, uh, (laughs) you know. I mean, honestly, though, if, if they want what I had already made, I would have given it to them. You know what I mean? Like, I'll give you what I have, and I'll give you the rest of the money back, or the, the money that, that I didn't use back. You know what I mean? Because you're not going to reuse that material. That money's already spent, and, that, no, and, and if you did refund them, that's out of your pocket now. So you contacted me. I, I did say to him, I'm still willing to complete the project. Like I, I'm not saying this is all you're getting. I'm not completing your project. Do you understand that I just basically either? said if you – Yes, it's another military member. Yeah. Active duty military member, Marine. And like it was very well stated that like every person that's reached out to me, I, I say the same things. I closed on the shop. I am in Texas, TDY, and then coming back directly to the PCS. I will not be able to provide anything until maybe late September. Yeah. That is basically what I've been saying to everybody. But, Even like I got people reaching out like, hey, I need a quick engraving. I'm like, sorry. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you right <laughs> you know, now. Like, it's not happening. PCS isn't happening right now. <laughs> so kind of- yeah. If, you, if, you're, if you're projected to leave, you know, 1 August and uh, you ain't got no orders. You ain't going nowhere, homie. Like, Jesus. So yeah, No, I, I got orders. Bad. I got orders in hand. That doesn't affect me. Oh, no, you're fine. But, yeah, that was a scare. So we got the email the whole entire. Oh, so anyone else? Can we say this on here? I don't know. It's. I mean, it's public knowledge, it's, right? It's public knowledge. Okay. So the Air Force decided to put a hold on all orders, pretty much retirements, any kind of bonuses, and anything else, um, because of Funding. well, they're trying to save some cash. Yep. So basically, I'm here TDY learning a new career, and you have 20 people. Getting this email first thing in the morning, any satanic faces starting to pop up around. You have our instructor come in, and he's funny. He pops in and he goes, "Did you guys see the email?" And like we're all looking at him. He goes, "Yeah, the commander says you guys are going nowhere." <laughs> Where are you going? So we're all trying <laughs> <Epic> nowhere. <laughs> so you know, it comes out that most people in October are going to be affected. August is good. I t- contacted TMO. I contacted. Uh, MPF, I was like, hey, is everything still turned on? They're like, yeah. Everyone basically got everything confirmed, and uh, he confirmed it as well. He goes, everyone here is good. The next class, though, may or may not happen. So. Oh, yeah, dude, we might not have a class. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, God. It's an inter- hey. interesting time in the uh, Air Force and military right now. So, so check it out. Uh, I don't know if you're tracking as well, but there's also been a stop loss put out for a lot of people. Yeah. Yes, I know. Yeah. And All these people that are trying that, to get out like, sorry, homie, you ain't going nowhere. Hurt. You're coming back. Well, for those of you who don't know what a stop loss is, it means that if you are scheduled to separate from the military, whether it be uh, just regular, like your time's up and you're getting out or with the inactive reserve um, separation, or because like you do like a, on a four-year contract, you're actually obligated for eight years, four years active, four years inactive reserve. If it's a six-year active contract, you're still obligated those last two years. 
as two years in active reserve, they stop lost all those people. So they like, you're still in active reserve for the time being. So. <laughs> Sorry, homie, you ain't fully retiring or fully getting out. Some people just barely you got imagine? out with the no, skin I, of their I, teeth. I can't I, I've seen it happen before. Can you imagine being like going to retire in October, being like, I got a job, I got a house, my family's wow. moved, I'm here just to, you know, sign that paper to the last day. And then the commander comes on and goes, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm like, Re- reverse, he puts the reverse card down. Yeah. <laughs> Uno reverse. Go back to basic training and start over. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. So I, it's not that bad right now. They're not stop-lossing active duty people slated to get out, but they're just not letting them like PCS back to their home of record because of the money issue. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's all training too and tech schools and stuff. But yeah, that's, that was a, that was a small scare for our class. Unfortunately, um, last week was hell. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It, it was a hell week. Yeah. Um, not for the class. It was just a lot going on military wise and, uh, working through a whole bunch of those issues and making things, uh, work out best they can. So, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, all three of us are active duty in the United States Air Force currently. So that's why this is important to us. And we try to at least explain things the best we can for the folks who haven't been in the military or don't have any affiliation so you guys can understand what we're we're having to go. But through. hey Nick, you had a yeah, you had just right, the tip. So What's the tip? This is this might sound stupid, right? This might sound stupid, but I had this idea, right? When when Josh was was like, "Hey, who's got the tip of the day?" My tip of the day and now this is I'm wearing the shirt, just the tip, right? Attention to detail, man. Yeah, to remind himself. Attention to detail in the shop. No matter what you're doing, don't get complacent because what can happen, you could spray liquid adhesive all over a shadow box that you just finished and have to replace a $100 piece of glass. <laughs> now, that goes to say I've done it before with the CNC machine too. I've hit, I've hit, carve, on, on, I hit the carve button and the bit wasn't even spinning. So... You know, and then you, you talk about ruin a forty, fifty, sixty dollar bit or even a, a more expensive bit if you're running a heavier machine. I mean some of those machines won't let you won't won't let you run the job unless it's spinning, but for what I'm doing, I've I've jacked up multiple pieces before because I get into a groove right, I'm listening to my tunes. Next thing I know, my bit's dragging across a piece of wood. And my machine's making some funny noises, and I'm like, ah, I don't know what to do. And I'm, I'm scrambling to hit the emergency stop. So, and that's another thing, you, you know, that didn't hurt me, but it could hurt somebody if you're not paying attention to what you're doing. And we all work long hours in the shop. We all pull late nighters. And we're tired and stuff. Well, it's not really a good idea to be tired in the shop, but if you have to be, you have to make that extra effort to be super careful. Um, otherwise, you start. Be safe. Mm-hmm. I've had a – actually, it's funny you say that, Nick, because I did a – what was it? A touch-off on my uh, – without eighth-inch bit. Mind you, eighth-inch bits, they're fairly fragile, you know, if there's excessive force. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a magnet all the way on the collet. I talked about this last episode. 
Magnet wasn't on the collet all the way, and it fell off mid-touch-off, and that mother effort just went, zoom, and the freaking eighth-inch bit just shattered. Yep. Like, it, it threw pieces. If, had I been looking at the bit while it was doing it, I was probably getting smacked in the face with a piece of piece of carbide. All right? It wouldn't have been great. So, oh, so we're, are we admitting uh, shot mistakes? Oh, I'll go yeah. ahead and do my shot mistake. Okay, so um, Ben, Ben from Beach Town oh. Woodworks. Um, I'm teaching him all this laser stuff, right? And uh, I'm supposed to know more than he does, right? So we have an 18-hour carved piece on the laser, and I'm about to engrave names in a certain <coughs> location. Eight, and I edit hours? the layer. Yes. Um, so <laughs> we're going to engrave names in a certain section of this badge. And I want to trace it out to ensure, you know, it works. So I'm going to do a light trace and make sure, you know, it does. I set the setting to like, I don't know. So it was crazy. It was like, I don't know, 6% at like 300. There's not going to be a mark. And if there is sandpaper, I could blow the mark off essentially. It's how light it's supposed to be, right? And I don't think his, you're pretty good at that. Um, <laughs> I don't think his machine even uh, fires at that level. So we're going to incrementally kind of go up. So I'm like, okay, there's no way you can mess it up. We're going to go ahead and send it, see how it goes. Send. Burns. The outline. Oh, man. And I, 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 I didn't lower it so like it wasn't like burnt, burnt. It was just layered burnt. And I'm looking at it, and Ben goes, you know what would help if you did the right layer? Oh, yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. And if you know Ben, he just gave me this, this look up like idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, I've seen it. I've, I've experienced it. It's oh. been good. So he's like, I don't, f- I don't feel good right now. He goes, and I'm like, well, I don't blame you, but there's ways to fix this. So as that happened, I realized quickly that the, um, where we're trying to engrave, I would need more clearance to put the names. So what we did is we cut out acrylic, engraved the names on the back and then placed it on there. And you can't even see the burn mark anymore. So like a feature that's, you know, once again, uh, turned out better than what we planned. Um, but like, it was one of those things where that happened and he's like, Oh my stomach, I don't feel good. I'm nauseous. Yeah, I hear you. Now this is where you could definitely t- tell two different people. So we hung up all these clamps on his wall. They were up there for at least 24 hours or more. And I was out there in the shop and he goes inside and I don't know if it was because the heat banging on the wall that the clamps are on and then the air pressure changing when he shut the door but one of the clamp holders fall off and there's me trying to protect his laser <laughs> in the way <laughs> clamps falling all over me. So, uh, yeah, it was an interesting weekend, but we had a good time. So I, I want to bring up, do you remember when we had Daniel Dunlap on? Yeah, I know when you had him yeah, on, but I, I wasn't so here. Do you remember uh, the whole banter when he busted my stones about running my miter gauge into my saw stop? Yeah, he did it too. <laughs> he, did it. <laughs> he did it too. It was fairly recently too. I was like going through, and I saw his one of his stories popped up or whatever. I was like, ah, you were making fun of me, and now you. So yeah, it's a- well. Hell, I did the same thing right after you. Not even a, a couple days later, I was like, yeah, what you f- didn't say anything. See, no, yeah, of course you're not going to yeah. say anything. Yeah, you pulled a me. It's all good though. But hey, other but real note though, like that it, complacency and not paying attention to detail is going to either hurt you or cost you money, and it's not worth it. 
So you do what, do whatever you got to do. Smelling salts, whatnot. Get up, get in it, get at it. If you, if if you have to do smelling salts, you shouldn't be in that shot. No, not at all. Like, so I, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention this, and I do apologize to this maker. Um, it was a very hectic week last week, um, but I went over uh, Terrell Thames. Yeah, I was going to ask you, didn't you help him like tram his CNC or something? Yes, we went over there and uh, we were discussing th- for things. And he was actually the MTI that got us off the bus and put me into my squadron during basic. Uh, so we had some interesting uh, talk during that. And then we uh, trammed to CNC, got that all nice and level for him and uh, got to see his shop as well. So I got to see quite a few maker shops down here mm. and I got to really help out some people. So. It was it was a pretty good time. Um, we had some uh, hamburgers. It had been over, and it was just uh, you could see it. Uh, there's a reel up, basically. I'm trying to do reels of everyone I visited, and then probably a mashup at the end. But yeah, it was a good time. Um, nice little barbecue. Got some shop time in there, um, and got you know people's equipment up and running and ready to go. So, well, all right. On that, let's go ahead and wrap this sucker up, eh? Yeah. Do it. Yeah, hey, uh, duh, nap, earth, to nap. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Hey, nap's taking a nap again. Yeah, I was literally <laughs> taking a nap mentally. I'm freaking smoked. But hey, so uh, keep man. taking care of each other, folks. Um, you never know what's going on in people's shops, what's going on in their lives. I can assure you there are a lot of folks that I know that have gone through some trials and tribulations, especially recently. Uh, and all I can say is be there for them. It's not always just about the shop. Sometimes it's about the personal life, too. Um, but as far as the shop is concerned, Josh, you've um, definitely shown what it is to be a, a maker within the community as far as helping folks out. Uh, and, I, you know, some of us can only do it via messages and whatnot and phone calls, but you definitely uh, answered the call when folks needed you down there. So uh, way to go. So why did you be, do it? Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, just keep t- taking care of each other. Keep helping each other out. Makes us stronger. That's all I got. I'm ready to go take a nap slash sleep now. Stay safe out there. Make sure you are paying attention and uh, don't do anything I wouldn't do, which isn't much. But that being said, take care of yourselves and each other. Uh, until next time. Thank you, everyone, for uh, listening to the 160th episode of Sato Nation Podcast. Uh, for those that I got to go see while I was down here, thank you for the hospitality and all the fun. I think I've learned something from everyone down here. Hopefully they learned something from me. Um, community strong. This community is very strong and let's keep it that way. So if someone reaches out to help, even if you're not confident in your answer, tell them what you know and just let them know that, you know, they might want to do further research. It's okay not to know everything. With that, go make some sawdust. And this is Sawdust Nation Podcast. Out. Okay, bye. Pretty much. I feel you, man.